Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Hayes is in the building, and I am joined by my crew, Miss Mary Almonte is here. What's going on? What up? What up? And then also, Mr. Baylor the Great himself. What's up, beautiful people? Man, I, uh, I'm i excited to talk about some of the topics that we got here today, but some shit that I saw literally while I was waiting to start this, because like, I've been in my computer for like an hour just waiting, is I saw this video with Eminem, he was giving an interview, um... And he was talking, he was asked if his top nine is still the same from Till I Collapse. And he mentioned how J. Cole, uh, Kendrick, and Joyner Lucas need to be added. I know you guys have said before, I'm one of the only people that ride as hard as for Joyner uh, as I do. What do you guys think about Joyner Lucas being in Eminem's top top ten? That's wild. That's not me, so I, I wouldn't, you know. I'm not sure if uh, the rest of the hip-hop culture world universe (laughs) (laughs) different dimensions would agree with that but it's not like he's not a dope rapper but i mean that's his personal top 10 so what you gonna do with that you know yeah yeah i just i just feel like that was that was wild to get a cosign from him at that level uh what do you think mary yeah i kind of feel like what baylor said that's his boy. What? what so. Why do we think that Jordan's his boy? They did one song together. Yeah, but I, he has a lot of praise for him, though. Okay. And I wouldn't. And I wouldn't be mad at them cats swap pins, even though we know, you know, M don't really need it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they kind they're cut from the same cloth, you know. And then also, it's also a, a great marketing scheme that he just did, that he just pulled. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, now you about to have cats go out and research him if they didn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fact. Exactly. That's a fact. Maybe it means that that ADHD will actually come out because this man's released like eight singles from that album, and the album it, I don't even know if it has a release date at this point. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, he got to do something now if he top ten. <laughs> <laughs> top ten. That's that's as much as I do love Jordan. There's no way in hell I can I can list him in my top ten of anything. I think he can compete with the uh, with the the top ten of this era. He can definitely compete with them. With one album, though? He has one solo album. No, I'm talking about overall. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm not talking You're about his project. Yeah, yeah I feel bar that. for bar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Well, let's get into the topics that we actually have today. I kind of threw you guys that curveball on this one. So the first one. Pusha T announced that he has a new label, uh, the the Airwave Music Group. Now, he is the president also of Good Music. What do you guys think about Pusha T starting his own label? Uh, um, Do we know anything about who's signed to it already? He did announce an a, a artist, but it was a new artist. So it's nobody with any, like, cachet okay. or anything like that. Um, Okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could see him heading a label. Uh, I'm kind of interested in what what new talent he would be cultivating, because I really you don't really see him as someone who like he's still an active. Okay, so it's kind of like in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how, if you guys understand real estate, but basically, when you're an agent, you have to work under a broker, right? And no one ever wants to work for a broker that's still active in real estate themselves because then basically he's going to keep all the good leads and all the good shit for himself. You know what I mean? So it's like you're in a way you're still competing. 
I kind of feel like it's the same. Like, Pusher's still out here dropping shit himself. So in a way, you know what I mean? Like, would you really want to come up under someone who's still actively trying to be a competitive artist? Unless, know. unless I, I've seen it from a different route, and I, and I can see him signing some artists outside of hip hop. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'd be there for that. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't have like I don't have any insight or anything like that. I didn't even read the article, but I just feel like catch is on there. They on their Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? They trying okay. to get their business up and running. And I think they might start stepping outside of the box more. Uh, of course, with the cat that he's under, so you know. <laughs> You know he's going to be searching for all type of different genres and things like that. Um, I don't think I don't think he's going to go the the pusher like search for cast that's from his background necessarily. You know what I mean? Well, he did he, and, and he did say in this release that he will be focused on cultivating artists from Virginia. Okay. Now, of course. Yeah. As well, he should. You know what? I will say this. And it's weird this has come up because I recently was kind of revisiting old clips, you know, albums. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back when they really were primarily produced by the Neptunes, Um, I felt like they they were more on the adventurous side of hip hop. Like some of their shit definitely seemed like more alternative or, you know, influenced by genres outside of hip hop. So I kind of think you're onto something there by maybe thinking he's going to do that. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. I mean, the thing is, is Pusha seems like a smart businessman. Um, now, I don't know if this is a way that if something he wants to do that he like has just seen a lot of artists in his hometown or in his home state that don't get the attention that they deserve, he feels. So he just said he was going to create a lane himself. If that's the case, more power to him. I think more people need to do, do stuff like that from where they're from. Um, but you know, Pusha doesn't have the biggest mainstream appeal right now. So, like, what he's going to do for artists is kind of interesting, but weirder things have happened. He got access to a lot of different artists and a lot of different producers, though. And, I mean, yeah. he's well-respected. As much as he's not, like, mainstream in, in the public, he's very res- respected in the game. So, he, he has a chance to put some some things together, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see it unfold. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but anything left on this before we get into the next topic? I would have thought his record label would have been called I'm Your Pusher, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would go. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That that's a missed opportunity. But uh <laughs> we'll see how it goes. The next topic is one I was excited to talk about because one thing we talk a lot about a st- about stuff in the culture here, but we really don't talk much about fashion. Mainly because of the age I am, I wear whatever the fuck I want to wear and I don't give a damn. But something that I felt was really cool and interesting is that um uh Mitchell and Ness has linked with a lot of rappers and artists. So right now it's future, schoolboy Q, the diplomats, no limit. E40, Big Sean, and a couple of more people to remix uh, NBA jerseys. And from the samples that they've shown so far, I don't even br- buy jerseys anymore. I may buy some of these because these are these are looking Ooh-wee. hot right now. You see that DJ Khaled one? That man. Oh, yeah. my God. With the chain? Oh, man. The New York Wallace. one, too, is sick. And I'm not just saying that because Mary's on this panel, but the New York Knicks one 
is fucking. I I love it. I actually oh, like. I actually like not all of them. Fan, so you they, oh, you would not be appeasing me. They <laughs> suck, and they haven't been good since <laughs> I've been alive. They haven't been good in like twenty five years. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but man. The Nets, we we fucks with them heavy. So them jerseys is hard. I'll I'll actually say that um, if I had to rank them, like the L.A. jersey, are probably coming like fifth out of all of them. That Miami and that Knicks and that um that um which which other one was was it the the Wale one? Oh, that one is hard. Yeah, that one is hard. So yeah, they did a good job on that one. Yeah, Mary, what do you think? You're, you think your uh, son's going to be bothering you or your husband for any of these jerseys? For sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say, though, even when I was a young girl, I never really was a fan of dudes rocking jerseys like as everyday wear. I feel that. So, yeah. I got a closet full of jerseys, so I know y'all hate me. Like grown men. Yeah, no, I, I, I was not. I have it. two prized possessions in my life, right? One is a Michael Jordan jersey. It's like not signed or anything, but it's a prized possession of mine because it's my dad bought me for my first Chicago Bulls game ever. The second one is a Jerry West throwback jersey that I that my dad paid like six hundred dollars for when I was like thirteen. Those motherfuckers do not leave the fucking case at all. My son tried to touch them one time. I almost tackled the shit out of them. But yeah. <laughs> You but, have a good dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad. Me and my dad, we bond over. That was our thing is over sports, especially the Bulls, even though they've sucked for like that last 12 years. But we're not going to talk about my trauma with that. <laughs> um, the the worst one out of this bunch to me, surprisingly, is the Golden State Warriors one to me. And I think, like, as, as good as they've been, kind of the toast of the NBA, they would have had a better one than what they did. But the Heat, I love. I love the New York one. The Lakers one, I like, too. And then... I just like the bullets one because it's interesting. Like it's, yeah. it just has an interesting <laughs> color, uh, colorway. So yeah, those are my favorite out the bunch, and they're not too expensive either. I would expect this to be over two hundred dollars. They're one seventy five each. That's not bad at all. You can get my coin. <laughs> yeah. So available now. Uh, we need a Chicago one though. We definitely need a Chicago one. Don't just don't have Kanye. Please don't attach Kanye's name to it. There you go. There you go. Alright, well let's move into, move into the next one from this Janae announced a new album Chilombo, I guess is how you pronounce that shit Are you guys excited for new Janae in 2020? I absolutely am Yeah, I absolutely love her She's like my spirit animal Like, yes Shut up, Baylor Stop huffing and puffing What I do? What did I, I do? Know. I feel like you're making little faces over there And no he definitely Don't is. talk about her <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm ready for a great R&B album, right? And it comes out in March. I don't know, like, where in March. I just know that they said March. That's when the weather's going to start hopefully getting better some. And it's just a good time hopefully. for R&B, R&B music at that time. Like, And, you know, Diddy said, you know, he announced making the band. And he's also said that he, it's going to be important to bring R&B back for him in 2020. I'm just, re- I'm just ready for some great R&B music. Well, Young M.A. Had, had actually tweeted, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, that what's missing in the game is real R&B because back in the day, R&B used to keep hip-hop kind of balanced mm. and that's gone. Mm. So it's weird you're saying that because that's pretty much what she said. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Baylor, what you think, man? I'm super thirsty for an R&B, R&B album. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But what about Janae? You, she's, she's, she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> 
Come what on, you man. Do you don't like excited. Janae? I never said I didn't like her. It's just you asked me if I was excited. I'm not excited. All right. What about her music? You don't. You, what do you? How do you feel about her her music lab, library? It's it's good. Okay. It's good. You know what it is? I think what I've noticed about Baylor is that he he tends to gravitate to strong voices. That makes and sense. And I will. I I'm. Yeah. What, I'm mature enough to admit that though I love Janae, she does not, she's not, she doesn't have like the best vocal ability, but I still really appreciate her skis. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Like no, her no, rawness no, I and. Yeah. I just, I just need a great R&B song or album. I mean, I know I'm not going to get a full complete album because Neo put out a 20 track album and I only like like five or six songs of it. But if it's good and it's great, I, I I agree and I disagree. I don't really care because they say Janet doesn't have the greatest voice, but she makes fire songs. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Whitney right. had with oh don't don't you say anything about Whitney, Whitney had a great voice though. She had a fire voice. Yeah. Turn me on. Oh yeah, that's my lady. But no, I mean it just. You just gotta, it's gotta be a great track for me. I mean, and, and there are honestly a lot of really great R&B tracks that, that come from people who don't have the strongest voice. It's all about picking picking what goes with your voice and, and doing the right type of song and the right music that goes with that. And, yeah. and that's one thing that we do lose with a lot of R&B music all sounding the same is that we, we, take, we take out the uniqueness of it. And so like when you go to like a, like a Carl Thomas didn't have the fucking best voice ever, but he has some all time great songs. He has some singles. Wait, yeah. now wait. Yeah. So is she in a good space? I mean, it's, it seems, it seems like she is. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you said you need that breakup. <laughs> I need that toxic. That's like that's know. like that's like <laughs> Sam Smith. I don't need him to make any album until another man breaks his heart. Like I'm glad he hasn't been coming out with music because it just it can only happen when somebody breaks his heart. Sam Smith is my dude though. But go ahead. But but I'll be looking forward to it though because okay. I I love me some R and B so hopefully you know she come with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got anything left, Mary? I'm excited. I'm hyped. We'll review it. So we'll we'll definitely be reviewing it. We don't get to do much R and B stuff here, so I'm looking forward to it from that aspect as well as some others. Plus, I know the visuals are about to be sexy as shit. Uh, but that was my barely comment I, for this episode. <laughs> I feel like this is this is what I'll close that with. I feel like Janae is this generation's Khalees. Oh, and I loved Khalees as well. Crazy as she was, I still got a, I still got a couple of tracks in my phone. Yes, right? I do. Yeah, I feel like that's I liken them to in style to each other. But she's less crazier though, right? Janae is low key crazy, but Janae will like fucking kill you and then like hum after or something. Whereas Khalees, you'll know she's coming because she's yeah, like, you know, ah! yeah. <laughs> but it's the same end result. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Moving, <laughs> moving into our last. <laughs> we just did that. <laughs> our last topic for this segment. <laughs> hey, me and Mary be there like something wrong right? with us. Something wrong with us. Maybe painting pictures. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. <laughs> we just had a full psychopath combo in front of everybody. Like it was normal. That is crazy. I know. Oh man. Oh yeah, normal. <laughs> but last topic for this segment. Pusha T uh, actually had a song called Hunting Season with Jada Kiss, and he got it pulled down 
from every streaming platform citing that because of the death of Pop Smoke, he just felt like it wasn't a good look to have a song out there called Hunting Season. What do you guys think about it? That's 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 knowing the culture right there. That that's yeah. respect. Yeah. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Did you guys Real. get to hear the song before it got pulled? No. Yeah. I got to hear it. Um it it it, it was cool. It's it, interesting to hear him and, and Jada on the same track, but uh, I can understand why he would want to pull, and it is much love uh, for him doing that because a lot of people don't have the presence of mind to pull something like that, uh, considering what every, what his family was going through. So I'm glad that he did it. Yeah, maturity. Growth. Yeah, growth definitely. But he was throwing shots at at Drake on there, so we'll see if that, oh. if that turns into anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that whole the whole thing was it was it was kind of like. Almost like infrared again, to where it was enough subliminals that you knew exactly who he was talking about without it being a straight up diss. Yeah, if it, if it wasn't for it getting pulled down, I wonder if it would have turned into something. But let's not speculate on that. Uh, we'll see what happens. But let's get into our first break. When we come back, we got some news about the Power spinoff and a new documentary I want to talk to you guys about. We'll be right back. After Yo, this your boy Flo Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. Who it don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life real, brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And you if know? you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on the podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. Makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the podcast brothers is dead. You dig. Chill. All right, we're, we're back. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're, we're back. And uh, so we it's been announced who is going to be playing young Kanan Stark on the uh, Raising Kanan spinoff, and it's a an act, a young actor named Makai Curtis. I've never heard of him or seen him in anything. Have you guys gotten to see like the little graphic fifty made of the kid, and the, they did like a whole photo shoot together as well? Is that one of his hidden signs that we don't know about? <laughs> no, they don't. Look just, uh, okay, but his last you. name is Curtis. That's a little I'm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> If his name was Curtis right. Jackson Jr., then it'd be like, oh, okay. No, but go ahead. Nothing? We're not excited? I don't even know. Uh, shit. Show out, youngin. I mean, shit, you got to show us something. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like for them to, A, be building the whole show around Kanan, right? Young and everything. Um, And for them to cast his role, it has to be a huge sign of confidence in his ability to portray a character that, you know, we know is ruthless. And maybe he doesn't start out that way. It'd be interesting to see somebody going from a young kid to being as ruthless as what Kanan is, but hopefully we get to see that. And then I think as much as this show is being called Raising Kanan, you would have to think that like a young ghost and Tommy are going to play very heavily into this show, right? Of course. Yeah. All right. right. But you know, it's not not odd to to know that, you know, when they bring in these teenagers or these youngsters, these young adults to play uh, their future, uh, there's going to be some no names, you know? 
And then it also with that particular character, if he kills it, he goes to another level after that. Yeah, that's true. Because that's an that's an important figure to play right there. Not only are you playing the character, but you playing fifty though, <laughs> you know, low key. So you you knock that out the park, then you start getting a lot of other phone calls. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I, go ahead, Mary. I was gonna say the unfortunate thing is Pop Smoke would have killed that. Mm. And he had rapping, he had acting aspirations. Like I saw um, an audition that he had did surface like a few days ago on Twitter, and he was really promising. And he, I mean, Fifty himself, he he had said that Fifty was one of his, you know, inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, he even did his own rendition of Many Man, Men, and it is yeah. dope. It's it was crazy. dope, and um, and you know, Fifty. I, I think I said this last week actually, but Fifty had kind of had an interview with Angie, and he he literally said like Pop Smoke is Fifty, like he is this generation's Fifty. Mm. So I don't know, I just can't. Like I feel again when you think of all that promise, it's like he would have been a great Kanan. But anyway, yeah, what all of that, yeah, what could have been? Um, unfortunately, yeah. we will never know. Especially at twenty, like his life could have. Who knows how how it would have developed and other things he would have did. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what this Raising Canaan show is going to be like. I I wonder if this is going to be like a one season thing or if they have like plans to do it as multiple seasons because it's a, it's probably a limit on on how much story you can tell with that. But I guess we'll see. Power never ends, right? That's that's the hashtag they came up with. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he Fifty is 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 like literally building his own little Marvel right now, you know. So for real, you're right. This is like a whole other universe, the power yeah. universe. And then we still got the BMF show coming too. Like he's he's Fifty's taking over TV the same way he tried to take. He um he well he did take over hip hop for a while, and I I can't wait to see how it goes. And like the show, what's the name of the show with the. The guy who's in jail and the lawyer, that's really good. I watched two episodes of that so far. I know what you're talking about, yeah, but I can't, I can't think I can't, of the name. Oh, I, I know, the I name can't think of the name either. Yeah. But, but you know what, though? Let's, let's, let's bookmark, the, bookmark this because if he continues to create these uh, these shows and develop these side characters and keep creating shows off of that, mm-hmm. that's going to be dope. He, he can't lose after that because he's developing talent along the way. Yeah, and a lot of the actors he's putting on, too, like aren't – Fame, like it's Amari Kendrick, he he was kind of kind of known, but like Tommy, I hadn't seen him in anything before then. The main right. character in the in the show that I'm talking about, it's it's called For Life. I have never seen him in anything either. So he's putting on people, and you know, it's something that it's kind of like in in Hollywood, and even as we're getting more like Black Rose and Black Led shows, it's just like the same eight actors that are in everything. So like him putting on new people, I, I'm really for, and I, I'm grateful he's doing it. Yeah. So, for real. Um, but moving into the next one that we got, and this is something that I found, like when I was putting this list together, I did not know that Spotify is doing like documentaries and having visuals on their platform now. Cause I wonder how much that's going to continue to grow, but there's an eight episode um, documentary on cash money called new cash order and uh baby and slimmer interviewed a lot on it um and we also just get juvie on there as well haven't got to see all of it yet and uh but what do you guys think of like spotify a getting into the visuals now and then also them kind of starting off with a documentary on cash money i mean it's dope um and it's a smart move on their part i mean if you really think about the access that they have to like data on what people are actually consuming Mm-hmm. what kind of content people are interested in. I mean, hip hop is the number one genre in the world right now. So it makes sense that, you know, they would start there. Um, yeah. 
I think Spotify is a very solid company, though. Like mm. overall, I mean, just what they've done with podcasting yeah. is dope. <laughs> and and they really were one of the first to like ride the wave, basically, or embrace it. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah and they, they they're investing heavily into like exclusive podcasts and everything. So Spotify, like to see how them and how they're growing is crazy because I would have never thought like initially when I signed up for my su- subscription that I'd ever get. visual documentaries on that platform and it's just like the sky's the limit really for how how far they can grow and what they can take it because like you said the access that they have to not only data but artists as well and now that they're doing like exclusive podcasts and stuff like that because i think the is the takashi 69 podcast that uh academics is doing isn't that a spotify exclusive too not sure i think it is but i may be wrong on that fact check me on that people but yeah they're they're put investing heavily in their platform and they're just going to continue to grow, and it's, it's good to see. Yes, I think Spotify and Amazon, uh, that's the reason why Netflix can't sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's pushing everybody to expand their brand, and Spotify is stepping into a whole totally different section of the entertainment. And uh, as long as they keep doing that and they continue to build on that, it's going to push for other platforms to put out better content. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because Spotify is definitely passing out deals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they created Gimlet Media, which is their subsidiary that's completely focused on podcasting and narrative podcasting mm-hmm. at that. So, like, they're investing in this podcasting thing almost like no other company is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're going to be basically the the um, the foundation of what you just said. And I think other platforms are going to step up. They'd probably come a little bit later to see how it takes off. But I think we're starting to see some other companies uh, pull a Spotify move like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Apple hasn't paid more for like exclusive podcasts thus far, but I'm sure it'll come at some point because uh, they're going to have to do something because Spotify is definitely on their ass. That's for damn sure. Oh, uh, point being, the Netflix just—I just seen a Netflix um, advertisement about hiring some anim- an- animation uh, writers and directors and storytellers. So my wife told told me to apply, even if I don't have the experience that they're asking for. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're giving people opportunity to become, you know, a part of their platform is dope. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Well, I guess we'll see what comes next from Spotify, but uh, that's it kind of for media. Well, not really media because all we talk about is media, but moving into the new music, uh, we finally got another album to review, The Allegory from Royce the 5'9". Mary, did you get a chance to listen to this whole album yet? I didn't. <laughs> I've been failing you guys these well, last. We, we know you've been busy and you're in real estate yeah. and everything, so they don't. You're not failing us. We I was understand. actually on vacation. You, oh, I yeah. did see. I saw the pictures. Yeah, that's, that's, that's still that's still busy. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, Baylor, I know me and you have got to hear it so far. So initial thoughts. I don't. How, we can jump from this whatever angle you want to jump from it. Because I got. Mary I got didn't miss anything. That's for sure. <laughs> she didn't miss a damn thing and i'm sorry for all my detroit people but i mean i'm on record saying that i don't i don't listen to royce at all do i think royce is dope yes he is do i think he will chew up the average mc yes he can but his albums didn't never did anything for my life nothing at all damn. not a move Nothing. I don't feel that way about Royce's history overall. I'm a huge Royce fan. I'll go on record to say he's one of the best MCs to ever uh, grab a mic ever. But this album, the production on it was fucking terrible. 
it was some and of the worst. He produced it himself? He, and I didn't know that at first. I, I did not know that he produced it at all. And it makes sense now because Royce's production has never, it's never been amazing, but it's never been this bad uh, on his albums. And he is not, he tried to do some J. Cole shit and bro, you aren't at that level. Like I needed you to spend like another two or three years. And he even, he said before, like he really just got into producing, I think within the last year or two, if that you weren't ready to do an album like this. What I will say is that a lot of his bars are dope. I would be interested to see a DJ completely redo this with the same songs, but just put new beats behind it because maybe it'll hit different. Because there were some some tracks where I'm like, what he's saying is amazing. Even his rhyme schemes are great, but it's behind such terrible production. And I'm just like, I can't listen. I listened to this album four times for this mm. review because I wanted to like it four times and four times I was let down by one of the people who is one of my favorite MCs ever and I can go on record by saying this shit was 15 trash bags because it was horrible this shit needs to be taken out and thrown away throw it in the incinerator this was fucking bad this was not good music at all no this is why a production is important you can rap your ass off and have the best lyrics in the world and world play but if you if your production is booty I don't need none of that shit I don't need this. The allegory, fuck this shit. Throw it away. Wow, fifteen trash bags. The church say, "Amen." Uh, pass around <laughs> that collection plate. It's over. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, look, you just said it. He is one of the top MCs of all time. But it's like it's like your homeboy in the back seat, just going off, just spitting. But it ain't no production behind it. I don't know. I have never heard a feel good track. You know what I'm saying? I haven't. I I know he's dope, but it's like. But you want me to just hear him spit all the time? I would have rather, rather this be an acapella album. Like, have somebody beatboxing. It, 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 it would have been looked at at a different angle then. If you snatch those beats off, then we got to look at, we just got to, we're just grading him off of his lyricism. That's it. I don't, and, those, I, and I know what they're going to come with. I got Detroit, I got Detroit homies. The first thing they're going to say is, you got to listen to the bars. That's it. That's it. That's all you're gonna and, tell me to do. I've been listening to his bars. I, I need and for this. I I don't. I and I love bars, but I needed more than bars. This was this. This was bad, man. It was bad. See, Hayes, right or wrong, the actual production makes you feel the bars. Yeah, it makes you. It 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 paints a. It helps paint a picture to what he's saying. There so are, if you just listening to the gems that he's talking about, it's just like him just sitting up there talking to you. But without the proper production, bro, like it's just repetitive. You spitting. I I get that. That's I need. Cool. A, I need. And this is why executive producing is important because somebody needed to tell Royce, bro, this ain't it, man. Like this this. If you want to experiment with producing, let's do a mixtape. Your whole album, and then uh, to hear people say this is like this cements him as one of the top five MCs ever. This album, nah, man. Oh, we gotta talk about that. We gotta yeah. talk about social media. One day we are gonna talk about social media for the past five to ten years. We gotta talk about this because eventually it gotta stop. Like we're in, we're making excuses and we're accepting stuff that we wouldn't ex- accept it back in the day. And I'm not talking about the change of the sound or anything like that. If the product is trash. Stop trying to make excuses for it. If it's not good, it's not good. There's a lot of artists that I do not like, that I do not care for, that'll put out maybe one or two tracks that I like. But if I, I'm not saving these, these uh, our, our heroes. I can tell our heroes, no. This shit ain't it. This album is comparable, and I don't smoke. But if you got some fire weed, but 90% of it was, was stems and seeds, it's not good. That's what this was. This was CBD. This wasn't THC. <laughs> 
That's what it was. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, uh, them, them Detroit niggas about to come for my head. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, you yeah, ain't gonna find me. Yeah, there's a lot of them uh, oversaturated, which are like they're like disciples of the Church of Royce the Five Nine. I well, know we, gonna hey, well, when they see this. Hey, when it comes to Detroit, they Jesus is white. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> okay, moving on. Another album that I put on here mainly because I don't. I I probably thought that you guys didn't hear it, but I, it's more of a suggestion than a review. Noah James, The Love Was Never Hidden. Have you listened? Have either of you listened to this album? You you know what, man? I listened to it and and oh boy. <laughs> um him being from my back and he's not necessarily from my backyard, uh-huh. but I I'm actually staying in his backyard. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh but we do, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you if you if you kinda good, we claim you as LA, but he's from the Inland Empire. Um yeah, I got to get high to this, Hayes. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's what this is. Like, this, like he tried but to. But he can he can spit. Yeah. But it's like, ugh, it's like it ain't curling all the way. That's a perfect perfect analogy for it. Like, I don't. There were times in this in that album where it's like I was on the borderline of liking the song. And then something went left, and I was just like, "What? What is you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you singing now? Like, nah." It, 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 yeah. Mary's just like even, I have no idea what y'all talking about. But, you ain't messing nothing again, Mary. But even <laughs> even with the production though, even with the production, I'm like, mm, this. It's like I almost got in my production bag. Like, yeah, this beat missing something. <laughs> but you started singing too, so <laughs> let's go to the next track. Oh man, this album just completely blew my mind. But yeah, so let us know. I just let us know how you feel about these two albums, the allegory and the love was never hidden. Uh, but we're gonna get into our last break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna be talking about <sighs> Dwayne Wade Madness. We'll be right back after that, this. That was a dope album name, though. Oh yeah, the love was never hidden for sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy T I M K I N Z, the number three, aka Go Go Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, aka Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's Jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. We're back with the last topic today. And I know usually with the last topic, I like come up with something convoluted and we talk about it. But I wanted to save this conversation for last, mainly because I didn't know how like the energy or where it would go um, after we have this conversation. And so the Dwayne Wade and his, his daughter, who... It does identify as being transgendered and the love that he's been showing her and the understanding, I think, is something that a lot of it's foreign to a lot of people. But the reactions from like Wack 100, Lil Boosie, like it's it's I think it was difficult for me to put this on her because we don't usually talk about stuff like this. But I felt like we needed to put our voices behind it. So does anyone have any opinion that they want to share on it or like thoughts about everything that's going on? Okay, so uh, first of all, I was at. D Wade's Jersey retirement this weekend. Okay. Um, 
And whenever he would mention Zaya, which is the name of his daughter, mm. um, the whole place would just go nuts. And he talked about Zaire, and Zaire was actually there, I think, his older son. Um, but Zaya got mad luck. It hit different anytime he'd say Zaya. So I was surprised by that, actually, pleasantly, um, that, you know, Zaya and his love for Zaya and support is being so embraced. Um, so that was something to kind of see firsthand. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is that I feel like if you are not a parent, then you should shut the fuck up about this because this, I, I think that, and again, look, some people have disowned their children for, you know, embracing different lifestyles than what they feel like they raised their kids to, mm-hmm. you know, to be in. I personally could never see myself doing that. Um, and, you know, I mean, look, it's 2020. And I feel like people always speculated about Zaya's sexuality from for years now. And I think that she's all of what, 11 or 12. Yeah, um, like and, you know, I mean, people would be I, I'd see it like online, like super critical of even like the way if she'd be sitting a certain way, they'd be like, yeah, you know, like this kid is whatever. Um, and so I really think that what D Wade and Gab Union are, the, the tone that they're setting is really inspirational and brave. And I think they're changing the tide and kind of setting the bar for what parenting is supposed to be in definition, right? Like you're here to to guide these children, but you have to guide them based on their gifts and their talents and their desire desires in life. So yeah, I feel like it's, you know, it's complicated. And I, the negative feedback that I have seen, most of it has been from people who don't have no kids. So they shouldn't be talking. I agree with you. 110%. What do you think, Baylor? Shut your ass up. No. <laughs> uh, that's what you're supposed to tell him. Shut your ass up. Um, no, man, look, outside of uh, parents that abuse their kids physically and verbally and mentally, um, I don't judge people on how they raise their kids. And when it comes to people wanting to live uh, a certain lifestyle, that has nothing to do with me as well. Um, I do feel like it's on... At some point, it, it becomes on both sides, though. The more coverage that it gets, the more media that it brings, um, it's going to continue to be judged and talked about. Um, I want everybody to be treated the same. And in order for that to happen, we just got to let life play out. You know what I mean? We can't, we can't criticize everything, especially if it has nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. And so... Um, I just I don't I don't dive into it because it's another parent raising their child, you know, and like I said, if he's not beating the child, if he's not verbally abusing the child, I have I don't need to step in and say and get my opinion. I don't really care. I want that person to be taken care of. I want that person to be respected just like a heterosexual point blank, you know, and I understand, but this is the thing though. I, I can play devil's advocate. Boosie is not the right person to say what he said. And he probably didn't articulate it right, but he wasn't wrong at, at either. He was just wrong about him sharing his opinion online to other people. But if he's saying that that child is too young to make decisions, I agree with that. But on, at the same time, I'm going to walk with my child through that journey. And then when they're old enough or when I feel like they're mature enough 
not even old enough, mature enough to understand, to make these decisions coming into this world, then I'm there. I'm not going to scold them or anything like that. I'm just going to be there as a parent. And you never know for the people that don't have kids or even do have kids that's that's uh, living by your lifestyle. You don't know what it is to feel like in that to be in that position. You know, so until your kids come to you, you shouldn't worry about it. You shouldn't worry. Pay attention to your own kids because them niggas is on Snapchat sending nasty stuff. Okay. <laughs> Pay attention to your kids. This is a true story. All right. I feel that. Stop worrying about, and yo, stop worrying about celebrity kids. That is, stop worrying about celebrities in general. God damn. Like, yo. I, yeah, and I I just think that, I, and I kind of said it on my solo podcast too, is I think a lot of the backlash from it is because of a lack of understanding. People really don't understand the transgender community. They don't try to either. They just go off what their own preconceived notions are. But I can understand like reacting or not knowing how to react sometimes because you're just unfamiliar with it. But I also think the thing that's most concerning here for me is you're seeing someone who's not shying away from talking about it in Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Some a father who's showing nothing but undying love for their child. And we get so few examples of that in the public of black men just loving their children. But yet it's black people who are trying to tear it down. And that is that bothers me because it's well, like look, the the you see what I'm doing. Yeah. The normal people versus the alphabet community. We are both wrong, but we have something to say. We just don't know how to say it to each other. That is funny. It's a lot of understanding that we need. You know, when people say, when white people say I have black friends, I have been that person to say I've had gay roommates. Mm. Now, I didn't mean no disrespect, but I did separate them from a race and everything. I, I should have just said I have roommates. And then you can find out if they're gay or not. Fire oatmeal raisin cookies they had at the crib. I'm not going to lie to you. They had the best oatmeal raisin cookies. But... People need to respect each other a little bit more and start to understand a little bit, uh, a little bit more, and then we can get somewhere and stop worrying about people's kids unless they bad in the grocery store. I'll, I'll hit somebody's kid with a with a cart and just look at him like you let your kid run away. I didn't try to hit him, but I'm coming out the aisle. You never mind. Let me stop before. No, nah, them little them little plastic them little plastic bouncy balls or whatever. Just toss one at I the feel back like of the head. Sometimes you just gotta bump people, adults too, with the cart just a little bit. Especially when you're in like a yeah. grocery store, you just gotta. Have you ever hit your mom with like the back of her ankles with a cart and got? Never mind. That's my own trauma. You can end somebody's career like that, <laughs> yo. We don't promote violence on this show at all. We're not saying that violence is the answer. We're saying it's an option. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, seriously though, all jokes aside, is I just I just wish people would leave them the fuck alone and let them work through it and figure it out and that's what they're doing and they seem happy about it like uh zaya i i saw a video with her talking to Dwayne wade and she just seems like some like a kid who really has it together like with her her perception on like this whole thing just let people be people man and stop trying to judge it let's let's stop trying to judge people by what labels we put on them and just treat people like people and i don't mean like sound all higher than mighty with that but at the end of the day like, regardless, like, does somebody get to be treated less because they're transgender? No. So just treat people like people, period. Transgender. Whoop your ass, too. Oh, I didn't see some th- throw some hands. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. it uh, for this episode of The Breaks Radio. Uh, 
Anything left before we before we officially close? And Mary, you've been quiet for the last couple of minutes. I want to make sure you got a chance to respond to everything you wanted to talk about. No, I did. I think I got it all off. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another episode. Go ahead and leave them your social media, any parting words. You know the routine by now, people. Mary, you can go first. I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> At Baylor, you're great on all social media platforms. BTG for president. Overrun with BTG, a part of the Rare Scientist Network. Smoke Free Weekend. Uh, people, we got to start loving each other a little bit better. Are we just going to start slapping people for no reason? Well, we got a reason. But it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt like it was for no reason. Slap Nicks. I'm I'm all yeah. let me stop before I get violent. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at CEO H A I Z E. If you want to follow us collectively, you can do so at the Breaks Radio. And lastly, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns to thebreaksradio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And I said that all fucked up. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and we are out this week. Peace. I was too high to even catch that mistake. Hey, the, the, mid, the Midwest, the Midwest accent came out a little bit there. I was like, "Oh shit, that was country." Uh, have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on many men, many, 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 many men. Wish that for me, yeah. I don't cry no more. To the sky no more, cause I got it on me. I got it on me. I got it on me. You go run up if you want. Fuck what you're talking about. Look. It's possible niggas know me, keep two fours like I'm Kobe As you riding or you hiding, if you sliding and you owe me Run up, catch Kofi, niggas act up to call police I don't make friends, y'all make bids, want some great bids with some OG This A, y'all be my trophy, shoot first, nigga shoot back Oh nah, niggas woo back, nigga automatic when a woo clap Shoot first, nigga shoot back, oh nah, niggas woo back Nigga automatic when a woo clap automatic Have mercy woo. on me, have mercy on my soul Don't let my heart turn cold, have mercy on me that's Barry is, man. See, that's be Barry, man. Oh, I swear. Man. All right. No, I feel like I'm going to just let y'all review shit for me <laughs> before I waste my goddamn time. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, you would definitely waste your time. <laughs> but, all right.